0: Another Browns player in trouble, new stadium news, and the NFL draft is creeping up. A lot going on right now on The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. Turn up your volume volume.
1: because you're about to listen to The Sick Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. The Sickest Cleveland Browns Podcast.
0: Cut back by Chubb. He's to the 10. He's still running to the 5. He dips outside left. He's going in. Touchdown. What a run. Nick Chubb.
1: It's going to be sick. Sick. Sick.
0: sick. Hey, everybody. How's everybody doing? Look, I figured it'd been a while. It was collecting dust. The Victory Monday Browns. I said, I'd bust it out. Why not? Huh? It's not Monday and there's no football, but... Why the heck not? Listen, guys, we got a great show for you today, okay? We're going to run through some Browns news and notes. We're going to bring on Eric Edholm, NFL lead draft writer. Can't wait to hear from him. That's going to be a lot of fun because the NFL draft is creeping up. Of course, we know the Browns don't have a first-round pick, don't have a second-round pick. We got two-thirds, and after that, right? So not the most exciting First couple of days of the draft, the most exciting thing probably for me, draft day, will be watching the draft day movie, which is an annual tradition that myself and my dad always watch. the Kevin Costner movie. Best sports movie. Best sport. You find me a better sports movie if you're a Browns fan. Now, granted, if it was about like the Buffalo Bills or something, there, there's some story loopholes that aren't great. But because it's the Browns, it's the best movie. I want to know your favorite sports movie. What's the favorite sports one? You know, Rudy's up there, the Rockies and all. Give me draft day. Sonny Weaver Jr., guy eating the pancakes, wants David Putney. Let's go. I got the – where is it? Right there. I got the coaster. Can you see? I got that when the movie first came out in theaters. It's great. Also, get your gear. Fantasy football season is going to be coming right up, folks. You can get that link in this show. Right go below to the description. You'll see the link. You can find all the Browns fantasy football gear ready for you. From Sick Media. Make sure you click subscribe, notification, share this. Okay, let's get into some Browns news at SickPodBrowns at AndyMC81 on Twitter and on Instagram at AndyMC Sports. All right, there's Browns legal trouble. You know, kind of Deshaun Watson, there was a deposition. It kind of got squashed, it got thrown out. Okay, so we'll have to track that, but it doesn't look like it should interfere with Deshaun Watson and the offseason program. So that's at least a plus from a football side, human side. Take, do whatever you want with it. But football focus side, at least he won't be interrupted there. But there's a new one, Perion Winfrey. Perrion Winfrey, guys, what's going on? Won the draft, remember, last year. Came on, I'm a dog, brother, and he's barking and all that. I was like, let's go. And, and he had disciplinary issues. And, man, this is somebody who needs Jim Schwartz. This is a guy who needs the discipline of Jim Schwartz in a big way because I still think he can be a contributor. I believe Perion Winfrey can be contributor, and he has to be look at the, the depth chart of the Browns on the defensive line. Okay. We know we made the free agent acquisitions, but this is still the thinnest group. And now with Perion Winfrey in, out, what is he actually going to be as a professional? So let's look at that D line for us. Dalvin Tomlinson, as we spoke a good player, uh, listen, the Browns defensive tackles were so bad last year. It didn't matter. Any pretty much anything was going to be an upgrade. So, that's fine. But Dalvin Tomlinson isn't a Pro Bowl player, really. Nice plug. A good he's a good solid player. He's good. If we had gotten like Hargrave and Tomlinson or something, or uh, I would be fine with that. So we got Tomlinson. Next are Jordan Elliott. He's been spotty. He hasn't been able to stay on the field. He's flashed. Can he remain on the football field where he's useful? Question unknown. Hasn't been able to do it yet. Can Jim Schwartz bring the most out of him? You need that. Then behind them, Maurice Hurst, health issue comes up again. The guy went when briefly healthy, has been awesome, can't stay on the field. Bonus, if that's a bonus sign. If he works out, bonus. If he doesn't, nothing lost. But Perion Winfrey is being relied upon in a big way. In a big way. He's right behind there. Otherwise, you got Ben Still, Tommy Togiai. You know, there's not a lot there. Defensive end, of course, we've got Miles Garrett, Isaiah Thomas. we got Double O, Okoronkwo, and then Alex Wright. So very, still very pedestrian when you look at. It. Good, not great. So my thing is this. I believe, and we'll talk to uh, Eric Edholm in a few minutes about which possible third, later round draft picks might make sense for the Browns to look at on the interior defensive line. Because at this point, you're looking for day one rotational players. You're looking for someone who can get in the lineup. Maybe they're two downs. Maybe they stop the run. Maybe they penetrate. Whatever. But you need a contributor that can be rotated in or out. Very unlikely that you get a day one stud at that rate. Because there's a reason that they drop. Right? You find them. But unlikely. However, there are some free agents still available, folks. I was looking at this. I use Track. Good little site. Now has some character issues but man who wants to me who wants him some Frank Clark Cleveland guy you know personality is he, is he the best human in the world no there's lots of jerks in football lots of bad dudes you want to be all high and mighty about look at look at whatever somebody else's favorite theme is littered with them give me Frank Clark at 29 years old coming off of Kansas City we got a New Kansas City safety bring over Frank Clark that's a perfect one year boom on the end doesn't solve the interior line but boy you had a frank clark one year deal let's go that's phenomenal i think that'd be a terrific sign then after that you get to let's say a robert quinn again on the end we're looking at um clownies out there uh hard pass no shell then we get so that's defensive and then we look at defensive tackles okay we look at shelby harris formerly with seattle he's a professional I kind of categorize them in the same vein as a Dalvin Tomlinson force they're professional players they're they're good but they're not going to blow the roof off I still think the Browns need those type to back up a Perry on Winfrey or for Perry on Winfrey to not not rely on him so Shelby Harris makes some sense look a Michael Brockers out of Detroit 32 a little bit older I don't mind Puna Ford defensive end he was he's always been underwhelming to me yeah, the defensive tackle class, guys. Ouch. Nadam still out there, thirty-six. Why not? You went with Philly. You plug Sue in the middle. Guy's a beast. Come on. Linval Joseph, thirty-four. Again, older player, but that's fine. If you're on a one-year deal, the Browns are all in, folks. The Browns are all in, right? They're all in. This is an all-in year. Look at the signings. Look at them getting rid of the draft picks. Look at the shot This is an all-in year. So you don't have that. Option or necessity, really, because this front office and coaching staff—you don't make the playoffs this year. You're under 500 again. You're gone. You're gone. So you better backload yourself with some of these veterans. Other Browns news: a stadium change news. Sort of, it goes not First Energy Stadium. The Cleveland Browns announced that the team and First Energy Stadium have mutually agreed to end the naming rights, which means First Energy Stadium, which was Cleveland Brown Stadium, is now Cleveland Brown Stadium again. So who cares? Interesting nugget though. The last time the Browns won in Cleveland Brown Stadium, when it was called that, December 9, 2012 versus the Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Benjamin got his first career punt return touchdown, 93-yard return. Browns blew OKC 30-7. to Different world in 2012. But that's a little nugget for you. All right. There we go. Uh, All right, folks. Hey, you know what? Some other news uh, that we'll get to a little bit later on is uh, with Odell Beckham Jr. joining the Ravens. I'm going to save that one for later on in the show. That's uh, quite hilarious to me. But the Browns we mentioned still need some help, still some free agent options, but you do have those two third-round picks and a few other picks as well. What can the Browns do there? And really, let's take a look as the NFL draft quickly approaches. Let's bring in my guy, NFL.com lead draft writer, eric edholm in the house eric how are you sir i'm doing well thanks for having me appreciate it absolutely well great to have you on and chat with you again and listen eric like i said you're putting out great content on nfl.com you got the rankings out i love the riser and fallers because as we know like a lot of people make fun of the combine but it's a real thing these risers and fallers based on your performance right
1: yeah, absolutely, and and in some of my risers and fallers also have to do with boy, you know, I look at a player and I say I haven't talked to anybody about him. I got I got to make some phone calls, right? And I was yeah. maybe a little high on him, a little low on him. So some of this is a a correction of sorts to the second edition. And it's you know, I mean, you can watch tape on all these guys, but it's hard to to get opinions, uh, multiple opinions on every single player in the top hundred fifty or something. So information keeps coming in at all times, but. I definitely think the postseason matters to your draft outlook, right? I mean, yeah, you know, Zach Kuntz, old Dominion tight end, right? Like he tests through the roof and, and he's coming off an ACL. That answers a lot of questions for him as a prospect, right? So, you know, there's there are dozens of examples of players who fit into that category, obviously. But um, a lot of it is eye test, too. If it's mm-hmm. at the East-West, the Senior Bowl, you know, simply moving through the positional drills in Indy, I mean, a lot of the evaluators are seeing them in person for the first time, and they want to just...
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment.
1: That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. See, the show is called The, the Deal. deal. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, just get a feel for them, how they move athletically, how they interact with their teammates, how they do on the whiteboard, all those different things. So, yeah, it's all part of it. I still think the tape is king, but uh, the testing and the postseason process uh,
0: adds uh, a few layers, I think, to the scouting uh, process. Yeah, and those interviews we don't see, of course, behind the scenes. But, yeah, uh, Eric, I'm right with you. I'm... One, I love watching the combine because, like you said, maybe it's like, I heard of that guy, but I don't know a lot about him. This intrigued me, good or bad, right? And I think, too, a big thing is the wide receivers. And this came from um, a few years ago from Michael Irvin, and it stuck with me when he was watching. He said, when you're watching these receivers, look at their hands. How did they catch? Not their size, but are they catching? And he showed the right way to, to notice a natural pass catcher. And yeah. I found that fascinating. That's something that stands out that you can find that, Maybe you're not getting that on game tape all the time, but at the combine, you can't.
1: Yeah. It's funny, you know, to, to prove my limitations as an evaluator. I mean, I obviously I try to scout these guys just like everybody else does, yeah. but I don't have the training and the experience and the behind the scenes knowledge that everybody else did. There were, you know, it's probably been five years since this happened now, maybe six. I can't remember exactly when he came out, but Andy Isabella, remember he was the yeah. second rounder a couple of years back had a big first day catching the football at the senior ball, And this leads to your point. Um, and so that night, you know, as people do in mobile, you go out for drinks, you mingle with people. And I saw a scout that I know, and he introduced me to a couple of guys who work for the same team at the same, at the time. And and they said, you know, they were kind of, they were, they were sizing me up and they said, who look good to you today. And I said, well, that Isabella kid caught everything. And they all just went, you know, because <laughs> he was a body catcher, right? He was yeah. fast as all heck. And, You know, I mean, he set three cone drill records and 40 time records and all, you know, whatever. But he was a, he was small, probably a slot only, or, you know, you you worried about his ability, but also how did he catch the football? The body catching doesn't work in the NFL, except when you have to. Right. So um, if that's what you default to, then, then people are going to notice the really savvy scouts. So, yeah, I think Michael Irvin has a point, right? You want to see do they come back for the football? What are their natural instincts like in on the high point passes versus the ones that are on the shoe tops versus the ones that are right in the bread basket and uh, how far can they extend and and how naturally do they shift into running mode? I mean, there's all these little aspects of playing mm-hmm. wide receiver that you, know, you and I, and a lot of other, you know,
0: avid football watchers can overlook very easily. Absolutely. And somebody you have in your NFL.com article, uh, as a riser and someone that caught my eye as well, wide receiver, because for the Browns, you know, we're a Brown show, Eric. So we keep our eye kind of on there. And even with Elijah sure. Moore and Marquise Goodwin being added on, well, you know, maybe you need a little bit of depth. Maybe you like somebody that stands up to me, Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma, you have him as a riser. And I like, it. he's also a decisive punt returner. Um, I found he doesn't lose speed after he catches the ball. It's nothing catches it in stride. Why did you like Mims? Yeah. I mean,
1: obviously the production is really impressive. I mean, averaged almost 20 yards a catch for, for three seasons. Now, granted Oklahoma will put up big numbers offensively, yeah. but you know, as for as many, for as, you know, as much of a mess as they had last year as a team, you know, he was very consistent for them catching passes and producing pretty regularly. You know, he, he, he kind of still will drop some every now and then that you feel like he should catch, but uh, a couple of punts that he muffed. Uh, I think it may have been last year that that happened. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly when, but so not a perfect prospect, only 183 pounds, probably slot only. But um, if you can kind of get past the the small frame and the lack of bulk there, I mean, boy, the, the speed sub four, four time is very good. Under seven seconds for a three cone time. Good explosion in his jumping drills as well. So the athletic is there and he's, he's a vertical threat. No, no doubt about it. He can be used on on posts. He can use on drag routes and, and stress defenses horizontally. So I think he's a perfect kind of third or fourth option who will give you that big play ability without necessarily the volume. I mean, he only caught 100-something passes in, in three years. But right. when you need that explosive play, he's your guy. So I think he's, he's probably somewhere in that third-round range, if I had to guess right now.
0: And that's really when you're looking at that. And from the Browns' perspective, without a first or second round pick, and you're looking two third round picks and and pass, it's very rare. You're not going to get a perfect prospect. You get the one gem here and there, whatever. That's fine. But mostly, I think the best case scenario, Eric, coming out of that, is you want somebody who can come in as a rotation, someone coachable, someone maybe you feel has potential to build but can still contribute. So a Mims is like that. Now, we need defensive tackles. I need defensive linemen, Eric. I need them. (laughs) <laughs> and I can't, I, Dalvin Tomlinson, I, I didn't mind the signing, but still we're a little light. One of our other tackles, Perrion Winfrey, is in trouble with this domestic violence issue. We need depth. So is there any defensive linemen that kind of stood out to you that thought that you think, okay, maybe in that third, fourth round day that might be available?
1: Yeah, it, it's not the greatest year of all time, in my opinion, for defensive tackles. We've got some guys at the top who are interesting, but even they come with questions like right. Carter and Brian Brisey and et cetera. Kalaja can but as you go farther down the line, I, for instance, I probably don't think that Keanu Benton from Wisconsin is going to be there. Uh, Adi Tomawa at from, from, from Northwestern. Most people are sort of seeing him inside. I think he's probably gone by the time they pick, but you never know. I would say at that spot, your best bet might be somebody like a Zach Pickens from, from South Carolina uh, maybe, uh, Cameron young from, from Mississippi state, Jacqueline Roy from LSU, uh, the other young Byron young from Alabama, um, I would say is probably in that same kind of late day two, early day three range, something like that. So right, that may not be the, the worst place in the world to look for a tackle unless there's an early run, like an unexpected run where you know, Mozzie Smith and Jervon Dexter and Siaki Ika all go off the board pretty early in the second or something. And then maybe you're, you're picking from a a
0: slimmer crop at that point. Right. Well, fair enough. And in some of your followers in the article there, and by the way, folks, you can get the link, uh, at Eric's Twitter at Eric underscore at home or NFL.com. Of course, this may be depending on the followers. And if the reasoning by the team isn't too great, where maybe you can get some value. I noticed Carl Brooks out of Bowling Green moved down to 98, dropped 18 spots. I got to be honest with you, Eric. My uh, viewership of Bowling Green football isn't where it needs to be. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that much, but I saw defensive tackle. I saw a guy who played a bit of edge, but that people think could move inside. So that interested me.
1: Quite a bit of edge, yeah. It was it was strange watching the tape because you see this this massive you know three hundred pound guy sitting on you know, as a six or a seven technique outside, and you think, okay, this is this is different, right? I'm not used to this. But he found ways to get in the backfield. He you know had a pretty disappointing testing times at, at his at his pro day. Um, you know the vertical jump and the explosion stuff was not that great. He didn't work out at the combine. Um, the three cone drill. Thought he was, you know, just just okay in 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 some of the better matchups he had, but it, it's a little bit of a projection because, as you pointed out, I mean, he's probably, yeah, I, I guess you could probably use him in different techniques, but you may want to try him as a three technique. And you know, I don't know that he's starting great at this point, but it's hard to overlook. You know what? I think twenty tackles for loss, ten sacks last year. You know, disruptive. He found ways to to. Knocked down passes at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. He's forced a bunch of fumbles in his career. Um, you know, he, he's been productive since the minute he stepped on campus, which is also, um, you know, I appreciate a guy who's who's just been contributing so much. He had one big injury, I think his sophomore year, is a foot injury. But, you know, he's he's a rotational player, which is what you'd expect somebody at that level of the draft, kind of that sure. fourth, fifth round reign, I, I, would, I would guess. But the athleticism suggest that he's that he's best playing you know eighteen to thirty snaps or something like that. I don't know that you count on him full time as uh I think passing down three technique is is really maybe
0: his best role. I think I might take him, Eric I think i I, I like him. i like because that's what we want. if he can be a day one guy and then you have Jim Schwartz. that's a huge hire for the Browns. who's yeah. coached players up. who's gotten the best out of defenses? who has that respect from players at all levels being a, a Super Bowl winner. So somebody like that, with the size you mentioned, you can't teach size, you have yep. that productivity in college, that could be that could be a nice spot. I do like that. Um, from the running back group, this has been notable, A, a what looks to be a really deep crop. And mm. for the Browns, you, know, you got Nick Chubb, obviously. They drafted Jerome Ford in the fifth last year. Kareem Hunt's gone, Dernis Johnson's gone. Um, who are a couple of the running backs? Uh, Robinson's likely going to be the first one off the board. He's phenomenal. Are there yep. some running backs that kind of, you know, maybe can, can come in, change a pace type of deal that you like?
1: Yeah, there are quite a few. I mean, I, I, you know, obviously if we're, if we're sort of assuming that, you know, Jameer Gibbs and, and even probably Tajay Spears, Zach Charbonnet mm-hmm. are, are gone. Those kind of guys. Um, I, I think probably starting in that mid third round range. First of all, the, the, the first and second down guys would be Roshan Johnson, who was Bijan Robinson's backup. You know Kendry Miller, who who didn't play in the national title game because of the injury, but was TCU's kind of workhorse this year. Um, you know somebody is kind of a change of pace player who's who's got an interesting skill set. Uh, Izzy Abanacanda from from Pitt is somebody with with speed, but also toughness to play in. You know on first and second down, so he just doesn't offer much as a receiver. That's the problem. I mean, okay. yeah, it, it's when you start getting into that day three range. You know, obviously um I'm trying to think of the I was gonna say Darren Sproles uh what's his name uh the Kansas State running back uh <laughs> blanking right now but yes the, the Darren Sproles look alike and so the type yeah yeah I mean Chase Brown is another one who kind of fits that mold Kenny Mack and uh, Deuce Vaughn is the name of the, of the Kansas State guy Deuce Vaughn
0: yes okay yeah yeah, yeah. hundred and Boy, like you know
1: Deuce. whatever catches yeah he's an explosive yeah. guy he averaged over 10 yards a catch he's very He's just not a pass blocker. I mean, that's the one thing he, he'll give it effort, but um, so a lot of the, the the late day two, early day three guys are more of your first and second down mold. But you do find the occasional uh, player like that. I mean, I, I think Chase Brown caught enough passes last year at Illinois to where you feel like okay, he can do it. Maybe a little better than we realize. Eric Gray from from uh, uh, ten, uh, he used to be at Tennessee, Oklahoma. Uh, I would say that's maybe an underdeveloped part of his game. I think they hmm. probably could have thrown him more passes at, at both places. And you know, that's somebody who with a little bit of power, a little bit of vision,
0: and and you know, some soft hands as well. Interesting. Couple more for you here, Eric, then we'll let you go. I'm in conversation with NFL.com lead draft writer Eric Edholm. Get him on Twitter at Eric underscore at home. Okay, so let's talk about where the Browns will not be drafting at the very top. And Boy, when it comes to quarterbacks, like we're hearing it was Bryce Young, then at the combine and after CJ Stroud. Now I'm hearing Eric strong conversation to come back around to Bryce Young. I just, look, I cannot wrap my head around a 5'10 quarterback going first overall. I know they, Kyler Murray did it, but people yeah. were complaining when Baker was under 6'1". Okay, <laughs> so I know he's got the talent, but man, if I got my my, usually if you're a GM, you get one shot at that first overall pick. I'd rather take my chance on a 6'4 overcomer like C.J. Stroud personally. Where are you at with the first overall pick?
1: I, I worry about the durability for sure. I mean, Bryce Young was an absolute blast to watch on tape. Sure. He was my favorite quarterback to watch on tape, just if I'm mm-hmm. playing, you know, if i the most enjoyable uh, viewing experience. Yeah. And a lot of that will translate. His, his quick processing ability is, I mean, he, you know, we think of Alabama as ringing up. 35, 42 points on every opponent. He covered up a lot of mistakes on that offense last year. I mean, they had, they had protection issues. They did not have the star talent at receiver. Uh, you know, they had an okay tight end. They had a good, very good running back at Jameer Gibbs, but this was a short-handed crew compared to what we'd seen in the past. So the question coming into the year was, how was he going to do with those guys? He did great. Mm-hmm. But my follow-up is, are, are you? can you expect – 190-pound quarterback. The height doesn't bother me that much. He uses arm angles well. He gets outside the pocket. He did have some balls batted down, but that part of it, I, I think he can work around the way Drew Brees did over the years and Russell Wilson, etc. But the frame taking those kinds of hits. I mean, Brees was a was a you know what pretty well built guy. Kyler Murray was was 15, 20 pounds heavier than, Not, than Young yeah. coming out. Yeah, I mean, you know, Russell Wilson was built like a running back, so. Yeah there's a reason why he was able to play for so long. He took a lot of hits too, but that's the worry for me is, is how can, he doesn't have an amazing arm. I mean, he, you know, he has a, a good arm, mm-hmm. a fine arm an acceptable arm, whatever you want to say um, where he's special is his ability to t- dissect, you know, uh, make decisions on the fly and usually put the ball in, in a great spot. But yeah, I'm, I'm a little more sold on, on Stroud. And I think, you know, they're, they're, I, I just wonder what the influence is in Carolina. Is this strictly a GM coach, you know, scouting department decision? Or does David Tepper really want
0: Bryce Young? I don't know. I'm just asking that question. I'm just yeah. throwing it out there. Yeah. Who knows? And that that's the unknown. And boy, if they do, Houston, Texas, sprint, sprint to the point. They might. Stroud. Stroud. Throw it. I'll tell you this, though. They're. And this, some of
1: this might be a little bit of gamesmanship from the Texans as far as like, you know, trying to play some, some projection games here and whatnot, but um, I'm not a thousand percent convinced that, that they are locked into quarterback at two. They have the 12th pick in the draft too. They could take the edge rusher first and then find a way to trade up or stay at 12, even possibly. I mean, you know, the options are on the table, so wow. they have 12 picks and they have the ammo if they need it to move up, so
0: that would be wild. It that would. would be a draft buster right away. That'd be a mock draft are,
1: buster. And, like, look, for I know we all want to score 100% on our mock drafts, it never happens. No, that's what makes the draft fun is that early pick that just rocks the world, you know? Like, yeah, Trey Lance few years ago, the Mac Jones Trey Lance thing, and and Joey Bosa was a surprise when he went off the board. I mean, right. those storylines that develop on the fly, I think what, are what make the round one fun.
0: For sure. Very last one for you here. Got to ask you about Anthony Richardson. You talk about fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Look, the guy can't read a defense, but man, he is built. like He's bigger than Cam Newton. He's faster than like a five nine wide receiver. I think, and it looks like he at least wants to learn. The combine stuff, again, you watch. And when he made a mistake, he was mad. You know, he wasn't just like, oh, I'm it looks like he wants to be coached up landing spot is crucial of course but if you could tweak and and bring this guy along like i i feel eric almost like a cam newton who had better arm talent but you could almost have him just run through people for the first year and and try to coach him along the way to me that's what gives him the
1: ability to play early is that he'll he'll make up some some shortcomings with his arm talent and also with his his running ability and you know, everybody looks on the surface. Oh God. He couldn't even complete 55% of his passes. I, there were a ton of drops, a ton of, you know, poor routes run by receivers, um, you know, defensive backs getting position on guys. Now I'm not excusing some of his inaccuracy. It's legitimate. I mean, there were some times where you thought Richardson just missed the throw. He's got to make that right. He throws too many fastballs, not enough changeups. There's, there's still plenty of things you can nitpick, but I'm with you. I, I, there's an exciting template with which to work. And and you're 6'4", 244 pounds. Show that willingness to learn. He's seems like a pretty humble kid overall. You're not even 21 years old yet. There's just hmm. so much to get excited about. He's just not there yet.
0: He's just not there. Oh, I, I, I love draft season. Like you said, there's, always, there's always something strange that happens. It's so much fun. Eric, look, tell people where they can find your work and all that. You always do a great job.
1: NFL.com Twitter handle is Eric with a C underscore at home, E D H O L
0: M. And uh, yeah, it's the home stretch. We're almost there. Less than two weeks. Almost there. Well, thank you very much, my friend for taking the time. Talk soon. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. There he goes. Eric at home from NFL.com. Oh, now I'm extra pumped for the draft. I, I want to go watch draft day right now. We're Sonny Weaver, Jr. Get me Putney. Come on. Oh, I love it. Interesting. I, I'm, I'm, I really hope Anthony Richardson goes somewhere where he can just run through people for a while. That's just highlight real fodder. Bryce Young. Man, you know what, folks? You can lay some bets down, you know, at our buddies at Betfred Sportsbook, okay? Ohio, huh? Right Right in the show description. Click on it. You click. You register. You sign up. You make that first bet. That immediately qualifies you for weekly prizes. You get some crazy bonuses. They're changing all the time, better than anybody else. At BetFred Sports. So go there and you can bet on who you think the first overall pick is going to be in the draft. Who's going to be the first quarterback? I Carolina, you get Bryce Young. Yeah. Well, uh, two years, you'll be having a new GM and, and coach in there. Book it if that happens. But you can bet on that. Also, first tight end. I gotta let, you know, old old Uncle Andy's got some sources here, folks. I'm just looking at my my notes here. Um, Kincaid is supposed to be. The first tight end taken in this draft, okay? That's what I'm hearing from one of my sources, who heard it from an NFL head coach, as far as a consensus. All right, take that for what you will. I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna put a couple bucks down on on Betfred for it. Kincaid first tight end off. C.J. Stroud should be the first quarterback off, but it looks like Bryce Youngs. So you can go Betfred Sportsbook. Click right there. Let me know when you do. Shoot me a note with your slip. Let's talk about it. Have some fun with it. All right. One last note that we got to talk about here. Okay. In division. Odell Beckham Jr. Refuses to leave our lives. He's back with the Baltimore Ravens. Guys, I was smiling ear to ear. People say, Andy, what was your reaction? My reaction was at the Ravens. (laughs) Pointing and laughing. Are you kidding me? The Ravens are making the moves that the Cleveland Browns typically do. You're paying OBJ, who hasn't been fantasy relevant this decade, who hasn't been NFL relevant on a consistent basis in four years at least. Back-to-back injuries, non-contact, that's crucial. It's not like he got blown up. Non-contact ACL. You're giving him 15 to 18 mil guaranteed? What drugs are you on in Baltimore? Look, keep taking them. Are you crazy? OBJ. All right. Hey, Beckham. Remember when you got your your daddy to make up the little highlight video to hose Baker and, and sink the Browns? By the way, if I'm Kevin Stefanski, I would have kept walking right by him at the NFL owner's meet, giving him a hug. Get out of here, you loser. You ruined our season, OBJ. Take your fake Super Bowl ring and your elastic band withering ACL and get out of here. Okay, you fake poser, you ruined our season, you ruined Baker. Okay, so now you want to come to ball. You thought Baker was back. What if Lamar Jackson leaves? You're going to have pro bowler Tyler Huntley throwing you the ball. Boy, Papa, Papa Beckham better get his mouse, his finger ready and clicking away at those highlight videos. How about Lamar Jackson, who can only find Mark Andrews and where wide receivers go to die in Baltimore? Have a blast, pal. Have fun. Have fun. I can't wait for you to, if you're even on the field and not injured yet when you play the Browns, for someone to blow you up. With threats to our
1: nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Self-righteous guy that just drives me nuts. Wow. 15 mil. What a ridiculous, what a stupid contract. And you want to pay Lamar Jackson or Lamar Jackson wants that money. Now, it looks like Lamar was actually involved in the recruiting process. So maybe what this means, if we're looking at it, is that Lamar Jackson is finding that the NFL isn't open to his fully guaranteed or his guaranteed, at least as much as the Sean Watson contract, and that he might just have to play for, oh, feel bad for him, 32 plus million bucks guaranteed on the uh, franchise tag. Yeah, okay. Boo-hoo. Worst things at 32 mil. Yeah, give me that problem. I think that's where this is going. I think Lamar Jackson's going to come back and he's going to play on the tag because nobody else is going to pay that that price tag. He's going to try betting on himself to have a great year and then try to get that money. Problem is he's going to get injured again. He's not going to have that great year. He's going to continue to regress. And you got Odell Beckham Jr., who, as we saw in Cleveland, me guy. The great quote that I saw, the great clip. I'm not sure where you can find it. But it's Nick Chubb and Odell Beckham Jr. on the sideline. Okay, and they Mike and Chubb was mic'd up. And Odell says to, to Chubb, man, I just want to score a touchdown. Chubb just looks up at him and says, I just want to win. Think about that. There's your difference. There's your character difference. There's your team difference. OBJ's about the odd highlight in this stupid one-handed catch I can see 10 times any Sunday now. Or Nick Chubb. Doesn't care what how many touches he gets. Doesn't care how many touchdowns he gets. He wants to win. Big difference. I just want to win compared to I want a touchdown. I'll take a million Nick Chubbs any day over one OBJ. Okay. And the hype around him So Why? Why? Guy's done nothing. Baltimore, thank you. Take him. Can't wait. Keep being old Browns. Keep making old Browns decisions. Phenomenal. That team is getting stupid real quick. And I hope they continue. Let's go. All right, folks. Hey, I want to know your favorite sports movie. Mine's Draft Day. Kevin Costner. Go Browns. I want to know who you think is going to be the first overall pick in this draft. First quarterback taken. Make your bet at Betfred Sportsbook. And you want to get some cool fantasy football gear like this. Cleveland Brown gear. Just go on the team shop below. Give it a click. Get some gear. Have some fun with it. Draft is coming up. We'll be back next week. Thanks to Eric at home. And thanks to all of you. Click subscribe. Follow on Twitter at SickPodBrowns, at AndyMC81. Instagram at AndyMCSports. Follow along. Let's see what other craziness happens around the NFL this week. Thanks to everybody. As always, Go Browns!
1: And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram,
0: Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.